Hello and welcome to Calling for Backup. I'm your host, Mariah, and I just keep changing the intro to this podcast every single time, (laughs) which goes against all the advice I've been given on how to run a successful podcast, but... (laughs) I'm giving myself permission to be a beginner, and this beginner has not found an intro she likes yet, so I will probably just keep changing it till I find something I like, and we're just we're just going to be okay with that. So I've also decided that I'm kind of tired of re-explaining the word skill and concept thing every single time, so I don't think I'm going to anymore. So I'm just going to jump right into it, and uh, the first couple episodes explain word skill concept. But other than that, I don't, I don't know, maybe I'll start repeating it, but I don't want to repeat it this time. So let's jump right into the word, the skill and the concept. So the word for this episode is lighthearted, lighthearted. And the definition that I like the most that I found was free from anxiety or seriousness. And I just think in law enforcement, we grapple with so many serious things, so many serious things. And just as adults in general, right, our marriages are serious, parenting is serious, the the nature of the profession is serious, the impacts that it has on families is serious, we take ourselves seriously, we take the world seriously, and there's there's just a lot of seriousness. And so even moments of lightheartedness can really be a relief. And I think that anything we can do to cultivate this emotion would be in our best interest. Um, You know, I've noticed that I'm somewhat attracted to what I call fluffy fiction. So I'm a reader. I'm a super stereotypical therapist. I wear cardigans. I drink tea. I read books. Like anything you've seen in a cartoon, I probably do. So, um, but I have found that I am kind of attracted to the fluffy fiction a lot of the time because there's so much seriousness in my profession that it introduces that lightheartedness that I think provides a good balance, um, a good break for my brain from, from all the heaviness. Um, some of the other things that I've, that I've seen another common tool, I guess, to try to intentionally cultivate lightheartedness is comedy radio. You know, there's the Pandora comedy station and I know Netflix has released a comedy line, if you will, and just the ability to laugh and the ability to do lighthearted things. We get really hung up on productivity and everything we we do needs to have a purpose and and have some sort of tangible outcome, some sort of look, see, I organized this closet, that was worth my time. But lighthearted things are worth our time too. And it's an emotion that we just we don't feel enough and we don't create enough for ourselves. It's a wonderful counteracting agent to all the seriousness involved in in law enforcement. The skill moving on to the skill that I want to talk about is padding your environment. (coughs) Excuse me, padding your environment. So this isn't uh, this isn't my word. I originally heard it on the Grace and Grit podcast. And I'm not sure where she got it. But essentially, Padding your environment is setting things up for ease of execution. 
So this is a really familiar thing in law enforcement. And when we look at like prepping your equipment and having your uniforms laid out and ready to go and meal prep, right? But it can also be making things more difficult to access, like making it harder to access alcohol or sugar or whatever it is we're trying to cut down on. Padding your environment is really just about whatever it is that you're trying to do, set your environment up in a way that makes that easier. So one of the things that I do to pad my environment is I give myself extra time in the morning. I am not a get up and go kind of person. I don't hit the ground running. That's that's not how that works for me. And my days go best when I can kind of ease into them and have more time in the morning. And so just setting my wake up time to kind of pad that morning with some extra time that it's going to be a slower energy, it's going to be a a slower rise, um, is an example of padding my environment and setting that day up to execute with ease. Setting aside and protecting regularly scheduled time with your spouse or your kids or your friends or, or relationships that you care about is an example of padding your environment because then you don't have to try to find time. You've already carved out and set aside time and then you can just make plans within that pocket of time that is already set aside and already exists for you. You're padding your environment. You're setting that relationship up for ease of execution. Um, you know, something as simple as keeping your book on your nightstand can be an example of padding your environment if you're trying to read more. One of my favorite pad your environment strategies is decision grouping, where you sort of make similarly themed decisions all at once. So a really simple example of this would be planning the menu for the whole week. So instead of having to make the decision of what to have for dinner seven times, you make it once for seven different days, right? Not that you're eating the same thing, but you group all seven decisions into one decision making session. And that can work really well for um, you know, allocation of time as well. When are we going to get these different errands done? Who's going to take which kid where? Um, just all the logistics of adult living. If you can group those decisions into as few decision-making sessions as possible, that's an example of padding your environment. And it, and it really kind of just, it makes your life easier. That's what it comes down to. It makes your life easier. Enough of life is hard we can we can use strategies to help make that easier. So padding your environment is one way to do that. All right, so moving on to the concept I want to discuss, that is routine happiness. Routine happiness. One of the most common questions I think asked in therapy is what is happiness? And it's it's usually asked with a little bit of attitude, right? It's like what is happiness even? <laughs> And it's different for everybody, you know, everybody needs to kind of define it for themselves. And, uh, you know, for some people, it's a very high energy emotion. Happiness is excitement and elatement and joy and enthusiasm. For some people, it's achievement and goal orientation and feeling very productive and accountable and and progressing and for other people it's interest and curiosity and growth and you know for me i've defined happiness to be a peaceful sense of contentment that's what happiness is for me a peaceful sense of contentment 
And I, I was giving that as an example in one session and the, the cop I was speaking to told me that that was depressing. <laughs> he felt like that was a really depressing definition of, of happiness. So it is different for everybody and you kind of have to know what it is for you before you've even got a shot at building routine happiness. And, you know, I can tell you that I'm more and more convinced that happiness is so small that we miss it. We're looking for something big and it's not. It's not. It's small. And I think that's why we miss it. And and if we can accept that happiness is small and we know what the definition is, then we can intentionally start building that into our daily, weekly, and monthly routines. We can really set it up to experience those moments as often as possible. And a good a good place to start after you have a definition is just start with identifying moments or places that make you happy and then notice those themes. So going with mine, if I'm saying that a peaceful sense of contentment is what makes me happy, that's what happiness is. That's what I'm labeling as happiness. What are those moments? What creates that for me? And how do I build that in to my daily routine, my weekly routine, my monthly routine? Because we are very cyclical in nature. We've divided, we've organized our existence as human beings into time blocks that repeat themselves, right? That's how our lives are set up. And so we can use that to our advantage to build in these routines that give us access to touch down on these moments of happiness on a regular basis. One of the things to consider is your daily pace. You know, I shared that I like to ease into my day and then I like to be pretty busy in the afternoons and feel productive and and move at a pretty fast clip and then start to relax again in the evening versus some other people in my life like to really hit the ground running. They like to get up and get started and be productive right away and then take kind of breaks maybe in the afternoon and then finish up uh, with tying everything up in the evening, more productivity in the evening. So knowing what your daily pace is, is going to be a big part of building happiness into your routine and knowing what to include and when. Um, Spontaneity. Is spontaneity important to your happiness? Because if it is, make sure that you are building that in. And I'm not sure exactly what that would look like because I do not like to be spontaneous. I'm a planner and I find that a big part of me being happy is having things to look forward to. So in order to look forward to it, it has to be pre-planned. So looking at, you know, things daily that I can look forward to weekly and then monthly. And, and obviously the things get bigger as you go. So if it's something I'm looking forward to once a month, that thing will probably be bigger and require more energy than the thing I look forward to daily, which can be as simple as your morning coffee. But the, the act of looking forward to things on a regular basis for me is part of routine happiness. Some other things to look at are your hobbies. When are you fitting them in? Do you have them? Do you need to develop them? Is that important to you? Um, Movement. How much movement do you need to be happy and when? Movement being bodily movement. Exercise or less formal forms of movement. Goals. Is goal orientation important to you? Does that actually stress you out? And if you do need goals, how many? 
right? Do you need daily goals? Do they, does it need to have like daily or weekly measurements or is it more on an annual basis? Um, what does that look like and how is that built into your routines? Um, some of my annual goals are built into quarterly routines. In the first three months of the year, I want to accomplish XYZ professionally and, and so on and so forth versus daily goals that might look more like, uh, you know, exercise routines or whatever. Social health is a big part of routine happiness. As an introvert, I don't have high social needs. And so this year, particularly, I have been focusing on social health because one of the blind spots of being an introverted personality is we don't notice that our social health sucks until we have pretty severe symptoms because we like being, you know, alone. (laughs) And so until we find ourselves really lonely and sad, we didn't notice that there were, you know, warning signs leading up to that. And so looking at the routine the number I chose is, honestly, this is going to sound so small, but twice a month. So plan something extra and social because I have a social job as a therapist and I have three teenagers in my house that I'm raising and, and I have a husband. And so there there's inherent social interaction built in, but extra social things, outings, um, about once every two weeks and I'm good. So in the first two months of the first two weeks of the month, I need to plan something. And in the last two weeks of the month, I need to plan something. And building that in, breaking that up again into those natural cycles, because we're very cyclical beings. That's how we organize our existence as the human race. It's broken down into these natural start-stop periods. And that gives us this opportunity to build in routine happiness in a way that is sustainable and measurable and repeatable. All those things are going to be important when we're talking about routines and really padding your environment for routine happiness. Um, This is worth your time. This is worth your time. There is so much negativity and frustration and stress in just adulting in general, but particularly in the law enforcement career and the families of those law enforcement professionals. This is something we can do. This is an empowered approach to making sure that we experience routine happiness. It should not be sort of a more victim mentality of just go until you hate your life and burn out and then take some time off and try to, you know, regain your balance and then go until you burn out and then take some time off and try to regain your balance. It's a very passive way to approach a very taxing career and a very taxing family life. A much more empowered approach would be to identify and build routine happiness and it's small stuff. You're going to be surprised how small happiness really is, but the key is to have it built into your routines so that you're experiencing it on a regular basis. I promise you this is worth your time. So as a quick recap, our word is lighthearted. The skill is padding your environment and the concept is routine happiness. Hopefully some part of this stood out to you and we'll see you next time. Thanks for being here.